0: Welcome to the Hartman Group's podcast, The Insatiable Appetite. I'm Danielle kleiner kantor I am a consultant here on the Hartman Retainer Services team, and I am joined today by my colleague, uh, Senior Consultant, Abby Cullinan.
1: Hey, Danielle. It's great to be talking with you today.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining me. Abby is a lead researcher on our new second quarter syndicated study on the topic of supplements and functional foods and beverages, which is set for release on Tuesday, June 30th. And today we wanted to take you through a preview of the questions we explore and other highlights of the report. Now, some of you listening may be familiar with Hartman's tracker studies that explore topics such as health and wellness and the organic space and this report on supplements and functional foods and beverages is a new study for us here at the hartman group and so abby what can you share about the genesis of this study and how this report complements hartman's other research
1: yes thanks danielle i think the way that we think about this study is an extension of the understanding we have from our decades studying health and wellness Um, That's a tracker that we've been doing for a long time, and the most recent wave was published in 2019. So we build on it here. And another study that I'll just mention is our Modern Beverage Culture Study, which really highlighted for us the role that beverages play in people's lives. Both of those influenced our decision to look at this space more closely.
0: Interesting. So it sounds, it sounds like it can really stand on its own, but also is a great complement to our other research. Now, before we dive in any further, let's talk about the definition of functionality and functional foods. And what does it even mean when something is functional?
1: Yeah, I mean, we have to talk about that because it's an industry term Um, And we always wanna remember that when we're talking with consumers. So when we asked consumers about it, we wanted them to be thinking about distinct, positive benefits that they're seeking that are beyond simply fueling the body. But within that, there's obviously a wide range and, and those benefits could come from something inherent in a food or beverage or something completely synthetic. So there was a lot of interesting things that people mentioned to us.
0: Interesting. So it's it's an industry term, but consumers really have their own thoughts and definitions on what functionality means to them that varies pretty widely. And so what questions about supplements and functional foods and beverages can readers expect to find answers to as they read the report?
1: Yeah, we um, took some time to build context around functionality as a space because What we heard from consumers is that a lot of their reasons for entering it, no matter what solution they chose, um, had to do with their life stories and their paths. So we wanted to be able to talk about the motivations that were bringing people to the space, um, some of the benefits that these spaces share um, and ways that people get engaged with it. And then we spent some time with a deep dive into supplements and a chapter on functional foods and beverages so that we could dig into things like formats and channels that we wanted to really understand at that granular level. Great.
0: And foundational to this report, of course, is the concept of functionality, which is really closely tied with health and wellness. And so how have Shifts in modern health and wellness culture heightened the prominence of functionality today?
1: Well, that's a great question too, Danielle, because I think those are kind of the long-term cultural forces that are acting on this space that are always good to have in mind. Um, And so in health and wellness culture, as you know, since we've been studying it for years, um, we've seen... Our understanding of food as shifting from a source of calories and macronutrients to its broader and more complex role in our health, you know, um, bringing things like gut health to the fore, um, considerations for other kinds of nutrients like micronutrients, and overall the primacy of fresh less processed. And then we've also um, really seen a, a shift from treatment of symptoms Um, to a holistic vision of wellness for the body. And so that has come to encompass physical, mental and emotional health um, and really incorporated aspects of what's best for me as an individual versus the one size fits all um, notion of health and wellness that we saw years earlier. Um, So those long-term shifts obviously are acting on the space but we've also seen some more recent impacts and those are coming from cultural influencers, from scientific research, obviously um, global crises like the COVID-19 pandemic. All of this has really highlighted that we face a lot of challenges in securing the benefits of whole foods. And so that establishes the need for functional solutions in the first place and really elevates their importance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There, there are some big shifts that have been happening in wellness culture that are, of course, very influential in this space. And are there any specific events or life stages that can be more influential in consumers' individual engagement with supplements and functional foods?
1: Yeah, we did talk with people about triggers for engagement in the space. Um, And these sort of fell into two big buckets. Um, One I would call just navigating key transitions. And an example of that would be having a child. Um, There's a lot of uh, factors that change across your entire household with that transition. Um, And this area is no exception. Um, Another kind of bucket here was sort of significant events in their health. And that could be a diagnosis Um, We certainly talked to some people for whom that was the case. um, But it could also be a period where they came to some sort of realization about their risk for something um, or some deeper understanding of their own body that then triggered them to get involved with supplements and functional foods. Great. And
0: you mentioned earlier uh, in the description of how the study is organized that the report explores categories of food and beverage and then supplements as two functional solutions to support health and wellness. And I'm curious to hear how these two categories differ.
1: Sure. I mean, I think we know from the marketplace that supplements are more traditionally and transparently functional because you can see just from browsing and from the history of using them over the years, they've always had claims around benefits, um, potency, uh, linking ingredients to certain desired outcomes. And the food and beverage space is a little bit different. Um, Functionality there is newer, um, and it encompasses both uh, inherent benefits in food and beverage as well as enhanced or fortified versions of those products. Um, And really, uh, we see the blurring of these categories as well. So if you're looking at like the emerging formats of supplements, um, you can see with say, powders or syrups or tinctures, some of this stuff starting to resemble or even being added to beverages and even foods in some cases. Um, so there's a blurring of the categories as well.
0: Interesting. And would you say that there are any demographic differences in how consumers approach this space that readers can expect to find?
1: Yeah, I think we saw um, some Distinctions with younger and older consumers. With younger consumers, um, we heard them framing their needs in a more positive, sometimes aspirational way. Uh, and they're talking about a desire for day to day performance and then, you know, prevention for the future. But older consumers have more immediate concerns, um, and the benefits they seek are often related to relief and healing. Um, So that's one way we look at it. And we always also encourage um, our clients to consider engagement as another lens. So we provided some insight into how the more engaged consumer um, looks at this space because they tend to be the source of trends that are later adopted by others.
0: Mm -hmm. And I just have one last question uh fielding this study coincided with the onset of the coronavirus pandemic which at this point many of us know that this has induced shifts in consumer behavior and mindset in a multitude of ways and so how has the coronavirus pandemic shaped the results of this study
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that because we wanted to address it directly. So we actually devoted an entire chapter to the impacts of COVID. Um, We looked at the ways that the pandemic has impacted household routines, uh, health and wellness priorities, shopping, a whole bunch of different measures that um, we think gave us great context for looking at the insights in this particular Uh, Study, Uh, And what we really heard from people was that um, when they uh, were confronted with the challenges of the pandemic, um, they're uh, facing heightened anxiety and stress and uncertainty and looking for ways to shore up their health and wellness. So foods, beverages and supplements all play a role in that. Um, And some of the interesting things we uncovered were that um, in many ways, a lot of what people are doing right now has its foundations um, in the past because we've seen growth in some of these areas that predated the COVID-19 pandemic. Interest in immunity, um, interest in, you know, inflammation and these things although they're certainly rising right now, um, have uh, been growing for years. And so it's kind of a a trigger to deeper engagement, we would say, Um, and really just a really fundamental um, influence on the way that that people imagine what they'll do about their health going forward.
0: That's really fascinating. Um, Thank you so much for talking with me today. This has been a, a wonderful preview of our q2 syndicated study on supplements and functional foods so thanks thanks for chatting today abby
1: thank you for having me danielle
0: yeah and so for our listeners our q2 report on supplements and functional foods and beverages will be published on tuesday june 30th and if you're interested in learning more about the report please visit the report section of the hartman groups website And we hope to see you next time on the next episode of the insatiable appetite and take care.